Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast, short version. We are in the book of Hebrews in chapter one. We've been here for several episodes and we're making our way through this first chapter of Hebrews and I want to press on today. I think I'm going to attempt to finish up the chapter today. I want to bring it into fuller focus. I guess if you can say that, it's easy to get very involved on a verse-by-verse basis, which is important as we do Bible study, but I want to back up if I can or actually draw back from the specifics of the text and just reflect on what the writer is doing in this first chapter. You know, we have about, oh, three or four verses left if we go through verse by verse. We ended in our previous episode where the writer is talking now about the Son, Jesus, having a throne and it's forever and ever and the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. It's this beautiful picture of Jesus taking his place on the throne of God, reigning forever and ever. The thing that really strikes me as I meditate and think about this whole passage this morning, it's a bit of a different thought maybe a different angle because I always love to put myself in the position of the readers. We have the benefit now 2,000 years removed of Christian history and Christian understanding and interpretation of the Bible and A lot of time has gone by for, if you can put it this way, for the development of Christian thought and the understanding of what the Christian experience looks like. And we know Jesus from a spiritual standpoint. I mean, that's the only way we can know him. We can't know him from a historical standpoint. And we know that to know him from the spiritual standpoint is the greatest way to know him. It is a spiritual experience. It was always meant to be that. But I'm just reflecting this morning on the fact that this writer of this letter is setting out in a time where people lived in the generation that Jesus walked the earth as the human son of God. And for them to grasp this idea that this person, this man that lived in their lifetime, that he was actually this divine son of God, that he was, as the writer says in those first couple of verses we looked at, he was the exact radiance and the glory and the representation of God's nature, that he was the heir of all things, that he created all things, that he actually made purification of sins and he sat down at the right hand. And the writer is saying, look, guys, this man, Jesus, is more than just a man. He's everything in the whole plan of God. And it's as though he starts, he wants to prove the supremacy of Jesus to such an extent. He says, okay, let's start in heaven. Let's start at the very highest place. And I'm going to spend a whole chapter of this book. Now, we know we don't have chapter and verse divisions in the original text of the letters. And those came much later, but he's going to spend the 
first words that he shares, he's going to spend explaining that Jesus has the highest place in the heavenlies, that none of the angels, though they are important in God's economy, though they are created for a beautiful purpose, none of them can compare to the beauty and to the excellence and to the position that Jesus Christ holds. He is the one that sits on the throne of God. He is the one that is going to reign forever. And of none of the angels did God ever call his son. None of the angels did God ever put in a position to reign on his throne. We know what happened to one angel that wanted to usurp God and to be in that position. And we know that Lucifer was thrown out of heaven because he wanted to ascend to the heights of God. But now the writer is saying this man, Jesus, through the resurrection of the dead, he has been exalted to a place that is much higher than the angels. And so he's wanting to exalt Jesus to this highest place and to remind his readers, don't forget who this man is. He is the one that sits in the highest place, and he is the one that reigns in righteousness. It says there in verse 13, To which of the angels has God ever said, Sit at my right hand? Wow, Jesus is the one who God has exalted above all the angels. The angels are called to worship him. We saw that in verse 6. So Jesus sits at this highest place and he reigns on the throne of God forever and ever. Even the heavens and the earth are going to be rolled up like a scroll. It says there in verse 11 that the heavens and the earth will perish, but Jesus will remain. They will all become like a garment and like a mantle. You will roll them up in a garment. They will also be changed, but he is the same and his years will never come to an end. What a beautiful picture of who Jesus is. He ends the chapter there in verse 14, and he says of the angels, Are they not all just ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? So the angels are servants. Jesus is the one that's able to give us salvation. The angels are the ones that come alongside us and minister to us who inherit that salvation. Salvation. This incredible chapter just sets things in order. And I think it's so important for us to continually be reminded of the order of the things of God. Jesus is on his throne. He is the highest one. He is the one who is reigning in righteousness. He is the one that will remain forever. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. There are so many truths about Jesus in this first chapter that the writer of Hebrews is going to revisit. You'll see it. I'll remind you as we get to it in subsequent chapters, but he is establishing this one important fact 
this truth that Jesus is highly exalted above the angels. Now he's going to move into some other areas and compare Jesus to some earthly things that the Hebrews could relate to. But first, he wanted to set things in order in the heavenly realms. So just consider this thought again that Jesus reigns. He has a kingdom. It's not of this world. He's been exalted into the heavens and from that position, he deserves all the praise and glory. Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.